From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that examines the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to reflect on the transportation technology that was on display at CES 2020 in Las Vegas. This massive tech show originally focused on consumer electronics, but today CES includes everything from robotics and drones to virtual reality demos, and it's become a hotbed for emerging tech in the automotive sector as well. In recent years, commercial trucking has also had a significant presence at CES, with electric-powered and automated trucks on display outside the Las Vegas Convention Center. But how will these technologies make their way into the trucking industry in the coming years? And what does this mean for the future of commercial transportation? We'll set out to answer those questions in this episode. To learn more, I took some time out from the hustle and bustle of CES to sit down with executives from a truck manufacturer and a major transportation company that had exhibits at this year's show. Later in the program, you'll hear from Rich Moore, Chief Technology Officer for Rider Fleet Management Solutions. But we'll start with my conversation with Stefan Olson, General Manager of the PACCAR Innovation Center. Let's go ahead and play those interviews. I'm here at CES in Las Vegas, and I'm thrilled to welcome Stefan Olson, General Manager of the PACCAR Innovation Center. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So PACCAR has been exhibiting at CES for three years now, so I wanted to start by getting your perspective on trucking's presence at this show. You know, of course, the, the bread and butter of CES is uh, gadgets and consumer electronics, uh, but there's a lot of automotive technology as well on display here, and uh, increasingly it includes a lot of commercial transportation over the last few years. So I want to get your thoughts, you know, what's the value of, of showcasing your technology at a show like this where you're really reaching a broader audience? Yeah, yeah. So this is a, a really exciting time for our industry, and uh, CES has evolved into a really exciting format for PACCAR to display and demonstrate the investments that we're making in future transportation technologies. And I think the, the value that we're seeing out of the venue is that, one, it gives us a, a global stage to show the world how we're making our investments to improve transportation of freight. Uh, but it also gives us the opportunity to demonstrate to folks who aren't traditionally involved in the, the world of commercial trucking to see what what exciting technologies are going into the vehicles that are transporting the goods that they consume on a day-to-day -day basis. So we're, we're really pleased to be here. We've got some exciting technologies in the product portfolio that uh, that we've been displaying this week. It does feel like there's value in, in showing what's happening in transportation and trucking to a broader audience because, you know, I, th I think you asked the, you know, the general public uh, the question, you know, name some, some high-tech industries. Uh, transportation would probably not be in the top of the list, but you know, we know that there's a lot happening here and it's a, a good way to, to maybe change some of the perceptions that are out there. And uh, do you think that that could change the way that uh, perhaps you know, drivers and maybe uh, younger people looking for a career path might think about transportation? Well, I think it certainly could. I think, um, you know, the, the trucking industry is uh, increasingly being looked at as, a, as an application of autonomous technology. And I think that um, in and of itself creates the opportunity to attract others to start investigating and researching and learning about the transportation ecosystem and commercial vehicles in general. So yeah, I think it could be a way of attracting folks who might not otherwise think about commercial trucks. Sure, and let's talk about some of the technology you do have on display here. In addition to the uh, level four uh, automated truck, you also have a couple of electric models here. 
Uh, why showcase these electric trucks at CES? Uh, what's the, the value of, of showing you know, these uh, zero emission trucks as, as part of your portfolio? Yeah, well, so this is, as you said, this is our third year here at CES. And um, over the course of the three years, we've been displaying, <clears throat> excuse me, both zero emissions and autonomous technology. And I think if you go back over those years, you'll see a, a very measured development of the technologies. And the products that we have here today uh, are showing the, um, the production solutions for a couple of different electric powertrains for medium duty and heavy duty commercial vehicles. And we're also displaying the development, the continued development of our autonomous technology with our level four proof of concept truck. So it's, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to continue demonstrating and showing the investments that PACCAR is making and how those are going to contribute to the future of transport. Sure, and with automated driving, uh, how much of the technology do you want to develop internally at PACCAR and uh, to what extent do you want to partner with some of the uh, existing uh, startups, uh, suppliers, uh, tier one suppliers, uh, as well as the independent technology developers out there that are working on self-driving trucks? What's the balance of internal versus external yeah, I'd, I'd say we're in a learning mode right now, and the truck that you see here on display was was developed and built up at the Packer Innovation Center in Silicon Valley, and it's it's one approach that we are using to research and develop uh, level four technology and to understand, perhaps not necessarily what a production solution would look like, but it helps us understand what are the benefits and challenges of developing level four autonomy. What are the opportunities that our customers could, could realize from level four autonomy? It also teaches us the questions and the requirements that we need to deliver to our tier one suppliers or new technology partners that we identify. So we're looking at all possible paths when it comes to bringing level four technology to the market. All right, I also wanna ask you about driver assist uh, level two. Uh, so we're right now, um, at the very beginnings of automated steering, starting to enter the industry. You want to get your thoughts on the potential benefits of active steering as a next step that kind of builds on the, the active safety technology that you have on your trucks mm -hmm. today. Uh, what, do you, what should we expect to see there? Yeah, so I, you know, I want to underscore that all of the activities that PACCAR is, is doing and the technology we're investing in and developing is underscored with a primary focus on safety. Uh, whatever we do in this landscape is, is going to deliver safety first and foremost. We see some significant benefits with, with level two technology from the standpoint that uh, it can improve safety, it can improve uh, the driver's experience, it can help reduce the fatigue that drivers encounter on a on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and, and I'd also add that you know we're, we're not in the business of taking drivers out of the truck. We're in the business of taking uh, technology and applying it to make drivers' jobs more comfortable, safer, and more efficient. And level two technologies like automated steering in the use of lane keeping assist, we think that that's going to deliver some significant benefits for our drivers. Sure. And uh, to the topic that you, uh, the point you made about the what automation means for truck drivers, you know, I do think it's pretty clear that this technology is going to, to complement truck drivers rather than uh, replace them wholesale, even. You know, a level four highly automated truck uh, is not going to do you know, all the work. You know, by definition, a level four is designed for a certain use case uh, and uh, will certainly need drivers for uh, the foreseeable future. But 
How might the job of the driver change as some of this technology begins to enter the industry? Do you see the job and the role of the driver beginning to evolve over time? Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head that <clears throat> we're going to see level four autonomy evolve. We're going to see it roll out on a use case basis. And we think that the first application of level four technology is going to be in that long distance uh, on-ramp to off-ramp type or hub to hub type scenario. And we think that the technology is going to interact and work with drivers. Uh, the technology initially is not going to be able to replace a driver. Drivers are going to have to uh, perhaps handle the loads for the initial and final mile delivery. Um, so we think that the, the technology is going to play a role in making the driver's jobs uh, easier, more comfortable. We think that it has the possibility of getting drivers more home time and, um, and as well as attracting new drivers to the industry. And another uh, big technology trend that sometimes gets overlooked when we talk about electric vehicles and automated vehicles, uh, but is already having a big impact on the industry is, is connected vehicle technology. Uh, we've already seen you know, a big impact from remote diagnostics, uh, telematics, even over the air software updates. How do you see connected truck technology evolving in the future? Yeah, so today every pack car truck that rolls out of our factories uh, is connected. And uh, it's, it's a technology that's going to continue to develop in the future. We think that uh, as far as the relationship with uh, automated vehicles, level four technology, uh, we don't want to have to rely on connectivity for that technology to work. We think it needs to be able to stand up on its own and operate the truck independently. But that said, having a connected truck uh, that's connected to the infrastructure and connected to other vehicles in its surrounding is only going to make that automated vehicle more capable and increase its performance. So we, we see the, the future uh, development of connected trucks as, as being a way to, um, to bring automation to a, a larger, larger pool of use cases and a larger pool of, of customers. Sure, Stefan, I'd also like to ask you to talk a little bit about what you do at the Packard Innovation Center you mentioned earlier. Um, you're, you're right in the, the heart of Silicon Valley, as you said. Uh, but just describe the role that uh, the center plays within PACR and uh, the types of technologies you're working with. Yeah, so our, our role in the Silicon Valley area <clears throat> is, to, is to look further out in the future in terms of what technologies and what uh, technology partners PACR should be engaging with and investing in. So we have a, a very talented staff of, uh, of engineers and uh, business development professionals to take a look at uh, who are the new companies who are emerging in the Silicon Valley area, what are the technologies that are being developed that we should be looking at. And we have the capability at the Innovation Center with a truck lab to take a technology idea, build up a proof of concept, try it out on a truck, see if it will provide value to PACCAR. And if it looks like it's something good, we can then hand it off to one of our, our truck divisions, whether it's Peterbilt, uh, or the other pack car uh, family members to uh, roll that proof of concept out onto the road. And just a final question uh, before I let you go. Uh, I'm not sure how much time you had had to wander the halls here at CES. And, you know, it's an enormous show, but have you seen anything that stood out to you this year? And uh, do you see any general technology trends that you think uh, will eventually make their way into the transportation industry in the years ahead? 
Well, it's uh, unfortunately it's early in the show, and I haven't had the, the time to go out there and walk. But I'm I'm really looking forward to going out and seeing the the continued development, the evolution of the electric uh, powertrains and um, autonomous technologies, um, and and connected as well. Those are the three areas where Power is making significant investments, and I'm I'm encouraged by the continued development. I'm expecting really good things out of CES 2020. Great. Well, this has been a, an excellent conversation, but I think it's a good stopping point. So thank you very much for sharing your insights, Stefan. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having us. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. I'm here at CES in Las Vegas, and I'm very excited to welcome Rich Moore, Chief Technology Officer for Rider Fleet Management Solutions. Thanks for joining us, Rich. Yeah, thanks, Seth. I appreciate it. So Rider has a significant presence at CES this year with an exhibit out in the plaza, really right next to the convention center. It's one of those uh, areas that people will see as they, they walk into the convention center and see uh, all that CES has to offer. So let me just start with that. You know, why did you feel it was important for, for Ryder to be here, to be at this show? You know, what's the value for, for Ryder? The, the main things that we're trying to take away from this is that transportation is changing a lot. Um, and the technology is moving faster probably in the last three years than it has in at least my 20-year career here. So when you look at the technology that's available, not only when you're talking about electric vehicles or charging, you're talking about autonomous vehicles, but we're also talking about supply chain and logistics and understanding what's going on in the economy right now as far as how transports are trying to become efficient um, and give visibility to what's available in the marketplace right now. So all those things that we've been working on for years kind of come together in one show and we can start to display all the different products we have to offer. Got it. And, you know, the attendees at CES are all involved in technology in one shape or form. Uh, but most of them aren't directly involved in the transportation industry. So do you think it's important or, or useful to showcase transportation and trucking to a, a broader audience and, and really position it as a high-tech industry? Absolutely. I mean, most of the consumer products that you saw a couple years ago as cutting-edge projects products are now working their way into the commercial side. So when you start looking at things like Connected Fleet that's been around in automotive for a while, you start looking at telematics, which has been around in automotive for a while. You start looking at things like safety features on vehicles that are pretty standard operating you know, equipment on automotives. That's the stuff that is working its way into transports right now. So I think it's uh, not only important, it's, it's critical for the industry. Yeah. You know, as, as we know all too well, uh, trucking faces some really significant workforce challenges. You know, it's a struggle to recruit new drivers and uh, diesel technicians. Uh, but I think that also extends to leadership and innovation and, and other rules within the industry. Uh, so do you think some of the emerging technologies in trucking uh, could help to sell this industry as an interesting career field to a, uh, a new generation of workers? Yeah, absolutely. In, in my previous role, um, I ran our rental organization for 20 years. And so I recruited probably two to 300 kids coming out of college a year. And I can tell you what they were looking for coming into this business was not what they ended up with. And when you look at the fields that they're now going into with us and the education they're coming out of college with, they want more hands-on, practical approaches on how they're going to impact the business. They don't want to come into a manager trainee job and learn how to rent trucks or work in a shop. So I think the, the kids coming out of college are demanding it, and the industry is starting to accept that um, level of skill set that we're bringing in. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's really important now um, around a retention um, tool to have for your employees and for your leadership in the company. 
let's talk about some of the technology on display at the show here. You know, of course, CES has really expanded beyond gadgets and, and consumer yeah. products, which was the beginning. Uh, now there's all kinds of automotive and, and business-oriented technology, and and uh, a lot of that is now phase, you know, really revolving around automation. Yeah. You know, much like previous years, there's a lot of uh, self-driving vehicle demos and displays here. And not just passenger cars and shuttles, but also trucks, commercial trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are your thoughts, uh, Rich, on how driver assist and, and automated driving technologies will evolve in trucking? What do you see as the path forward for, for this uh, technology? So first and foremost, it's making the truck safer for the driver, um, which was a key obstacle that I think all the OEMs were trying to overcome. Um, not only make it safe for the driver, but for other people on the road that don't anticipate you know, how to act around a commercial motor vehicle. So... You know, and what we've seen over the years as vehicles have gotten safer and safer because of these features that have been built into the vehicles, you know, driver retention's better, the drivers are, are much safer in the vehicle, and when people make mistakes around vehicles and cars, you know, it doesn't result in accidents. And that's really some of the major benefits you're getting early in this automation-type push when you start talking about tractors and, and lighter-duty vehicles that are available in the U.S. market right now. Yeah. And you can kind of think of, uh, you know, the pathway uh, for automation is, is kind of taking two different paths. I mean, you have you know, driver assist uh, technology that yeah. really builds on top of the active safety systems that we have on the market and have for a while now. Uh, and then you also have some startups and developers that are aiming for uh, so-called level four automation, yep. SAE level four, where the truck can essentially drive itself, but only in certain conditions, whereas that is designed for its operational domains, how it's described. Um, but how do you see those two pathways playing out in the year ahead? Do you see one winning over the other? Or do you see No, I don't. I, I see a combination of both. So I think you're going to see examples where you skip right over level three and you go to a level four automation. But I, I think in the, in the transportation business in the U.S., you're going to see good, solid use cases for level three autonomy in vehicles. And it's really going to come down to what type of application you're operating. Are you an over-the-road driver? Are you a less-than-truckload driver? Are you doing some type of final mile? And then what, what is the part of the country that you're in? And so I think there doesn't have to be two sides of the camp. It doesn't have to be straight to level four or you got to do level three or you got to have a variation of the both. I think what you're going to see that you've seen also on the alternative fuel side, you're going to see multiple options available for different applications. And all of them are going to be surrounding around cost savings and then driver safety. And those two are the biggest focuses in the industry right now, which, which end up leading into better utilized fleets. Yeah. And, you know, looking at the driver assist side, uh, the, the next step for active safety does appear to be automated steering. That's the next big yeah. piece we could, we could add to the, to the puzzle. Uh, you know, kind of the lane keep assist is a good example of that. You know, like we see in the passenger car market, you know, of course, a commercial truck doesn't behave quite the same way as, sure. a, as a passenger car, but, uh, what do you see as the potential for active steering in commercial trucks? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what I, what I see of how quickly it gets deployed and what's the usable application of it. I think it's only a matter of time before it is deployed in the vehicles. And again, it, it comes down to when you put drivers in stressful situations that they're in every single day trying to drive a tractor and you can give them a tool that makes their job safer and easier. And if the cost is in line um, for the business, they're going to adopt that technology because it's going to ultimately save us all money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's when you're going to see it really kind of start to jump into, you know, when they're starting to do, you know, predictive. So you're on the same route every day. 
and the truck keeps on learning what the routes are and knows what the turns are and starts to help the driver out in bad situations, I think eventually you'll get there. Um, really comes down to, all this really heavily depends on the connected fleet strategy in the marketplace right now. Yeah. So that, that's the tool that you really need. You gotta connect the fleet first. Yeah. And then you can start to layer in, in that type of technology. So right now we've gotten a good amount of efficiency out of the safety features we have without having to have a, a heavily, deeply connected fleet in the US. Transport topics in one word, authoritative. Knowledge, outstanding. Reliable. We asked Transport Topics readers to describe us in one word. Informative. Informative. Integrity. The Bible. Authoritative. The authority. Transportation information, that's two, but I, I, I gotta have it both. Physically large. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's two words. Visit influence.ttnews.com forward slash say hello to find out what they're talking about. And what's Ryder's approach right now to automation? I mean, what are you hearing from your, your customers, your, your equipment leasing customers? Yeah. What are they interested in? What are they asking for? Um, and really just across your whole uh, operation, you know, Ryder, of course, dabbles in so many different uh, lines gonna, of business. Everyone's uh, trying to figure out how to save money in this business. Uh, I mean, no different than anywhere else. But I think right. that that's probably a byproduct of, you know, how do you free up capacity in your marketplace? So when you look at the, the freight market, you know, right now, it's um, you're, you don't buy volume of freight capacity in a market as a, as a buyer. So when you're truly getting to an area where you can start to predict on how much volume do I have on an annual basis, how much do I want to buy capacity in the beginning of the year, and then I want to plan to my peak, you need to start getting vehicles more efficient. And that comes with, you know, better safety, better visibility tool, better connected fleet, and then a lot of autonomous um, features that will be built in the vehicles. But I think you're still going to see a good selection of different types of autonomy, different levels of autonomy for a long time. Yeah. Just like on the EV side, you're going to see diesel vehicles, you're going to see gas vehicles, you're going to see natural gas and electric. Yeah, there's so many applications in trucking right. and the, the yeah. right answer is going to be different depending on what your application is. And, right. You know, that's not going to change uh, anytime soon. Uh, of course, sometimes when we talk about automation and trucking, there's a, a certain level of angst about the future of the truck driving profession. Uh, of course, when you actually talk to the technology developers, and even the, the startups that are pursuing this most aggressively, they really don't see themselves displacing driving jobs in any meaningful way anytime soon. I mean, it's really, you know, they're targeting specific applications because mm -hmm. that they believe will be well suited to automation, or they're trying to assist the driver rather than replace the driver. Uh, but I want to get your take on this. Uh, you know, what's your, your answer to that question about the future of the truck driver? Uh, what does automation mean for the profession? I think it makes the profession more attractive to more people. Um, not necessarily from an age standpoint, from a diversity standpoint. When you look at the type of people that traditionally go into this, work, this workforce, you know, they're typically they're in the job for a very long time, higher injury or late, very, very tired. It's a rough job on your body. So you need to diversify your workforce. And the only way to do that is to make it more attractive for more people feel comfortable in these applications. They feel like they have equipment that's responsive and built to the way they drive. And I think that that's the way you're going to attract more people in this industry. I don't see a situation where, you know, we're getting rid of all the truck drivers in the U.S. in the next five years, in the next 10 years. Yeah. And I know that that's a pretty uh, common, you know, cry. But I think when you tell the driver that your shift, which is already long, and you're already in a bad traffic situation, and you're in an environment that's tough to drive, when you can have some technology that'll assist you to make your job easier, they're gonna adopt it. Yeah. 
And you know, moving on to some other topics, you know, one of the other uh, big technology changes that uh, you know we're, we're at the beginning of is the the move to five G communications. Uh, you know, that's a, a of course a part of the technology that's uh, discussed uh, and, and spotlighted here at CES. Uh, but you know, how do you see connected vehicle technology advancing in the trucking industry, especially as we move toward 5G and move away from some of the older uh, systems uh, that yeah. are already on all the trucks and, and trailers that are out there now? Yeah, so I mean, beside the sunsetting you know, problem of 2G to 3G, um, which, which is going to happen at the end of 2020 um, and into 2021 in the U.S., and I think Canada's a little later, you know, really the what... I think more importantly of what 5G brings is what the introduction of telematics brought to the transportation industry to begin with, you know, from visibility on units, which we didn't have before, being able to do electronic logging, which wasn't available before, and some of the, the safety reporting that you just couldn't do on vehicles because you didn't have the data to support that level of information. So I can only imagine what features are going to be available in trucks when you can truly implement, you know, 4G and 5G, which mm -hmm. we're not even all on 4G yet. Right. Um, so when, when you when you take it to that level and you start to see what the consumer side of the business is doing with 5G, it's going to be pretty amazing the type of data you can pull in. And it, again, it just how do you better utilize the fleet? And the more data you have, the better you can utilize that fleet because the better insights you have. So I think real-time reporting, and I think 5G gets you to a place where you can start to have a truly connected fleet so you can do things like automation. You can get the level four automation. You know, and whenever it comes, you know, get to a level five automation, you know, in that application, that makes sense. But that all needs, you need the data to be able to do that. Right. It doesn't operate independently. Yeah. And even just think about remote diagnostics and the, the potential to uh, really uh, expand that and, and, you know, make it more data rich and uh, do so much more with, you know, just the, the basic, tra you know, truck and trailer tracking that's now expanding to more and more sensors on the vehicle right. and just knowing more and more about every last detail that you may need to know uh, each individual component. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to watch uh, in the years ahead. Uh, another broad industry trend I wanted to quickly discuss is the influx of venture capital dollars that are targeting uh, trucking. You know, we've seen all these startups that have uh, uh, decided that you know, transportation is an interesting yep. field to After try to disrupt. After all these years, yep. Right, you know, that, that certainly wasn't always the case, yep. you know, and, and you know, it's... There weren't too many Silicon Valley startups that would look at trucking as a as a you know a target uh, uh, market to to try to introduce technology. But uh, are, are, do you think the industry is starting to feel a, a real impact from new players jumping in and, and uh, trying to do new things? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's it's been refreshing to see the dollars that have been pushed into this industry from a capacity standpoint. And I think what what it's pushing is a better quality of data on what's happening in U.S. fleets. And that, that's everything from operates over the road to what's coming on the ports to what is going, you know, in the final mile. You know, and the, the need for data on those vehicles and understanding what capacity is is really driving efficiencies in the business. And where you have a business that is traditionally and historically inefficient because it's so decentralized, there's got to be a lot of attractiveness in bringing efficiencies to that business. And then therefore, there's got to be a lot of money to make. If you can, if you can streamline the network and sell capacity into this marketplace, and you can do it um, with really good tools, you can make a lot of money. And then the last question I'll leave you on, Rich, uh, you know, beyond uh, your, your own exhibit at, at the, you know, the, the writer booth, uh, really the writer exhibit, uh, what else has stood out to you at CES? I know you probably haven't had a whole lot of chance mm -hmm. to really explore yet, but uh, is there anything uh, you've seen that you think will um, you 
maybe a, a broader technology uh, trend that might make, make its way into uh, transportation in the years ahead? Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm, I've been really impressed with the, um, all the different providers here that are working on data solutions as far as, you know, building tools that are agnostic, regardless of what type of vehicle it is, and then treating all those vehicles the same way inside their environment, and then being able to present data in a way that we want to use it in our way. So I think you're starting to see a trend where there was a there was a big movement around SAS, right? So everyone wanted to sell you a product, and you had to take the reporting their way, and you had to you had to take their system. And I think what you're seeing now is that there's a lot more architecture going into how they're arranging the data for you, and then being able to use it in our legacy systems mm. or you know industry legacy systems, because I think they're they're starting to learn that this is an old business. We w are willing to change as technology comes through, but we need to be able to consume data. Um, in a way that makes sense for our own business needs. So and it's really refreshing. I've met with at least a half a dozen companies today that are all working on things like that. The other thing, I'd, I'd love to see some more, um, some more startups around uh, predictive maintenance. Yeah. Uh, on the commercial side, you're seeing it on the consumer side in automotive, but on the commercial side, it's still pretty new. Um, so I think that's a trend you'll start to see um, at, future, at future events. Yeah, something to watch for, but uh, you know, I think that's a good place to leave it here. Uh, thanks again for your time, Rich. I really appreciate your insights. And yeah, it's uh, you know, great to see what uh, you guys uh, have to show us all at, uh, at CES. Appreciate it. Thanks, Seth. From time to time, an issue commands so much of the industry's attention that it requires a deeper dive, a resource readers can turn to, a Transport Topics special report. In 2019, we produced two. One, on the rising tide of electric trucks that are promising to reshape how goods are moved down the road. We also examined trends in trucking and insurance, with particular focus on how new technologies help motor carriers eliminate risk and how this is influencing insurers' underwriting practices. I'm Joe Howard, Executive Editor here at Transport Topics, and I invite you to learn more about our special reports and reserve your copy of the next one at ttn.ws special. Before we close, let's take a moment to reconsider our original questions. How will the emerging technologies on display at CES make their way into the trucking industry? And how will they shape the future of commercial transportation? As we've heard from our guests, the pace of technology adoption in the trucking industry has clearly accelerated in recent years. And the investments we see at shows like CES indicate that there's so much more on the horizon. But even with all this momentum, automated driving and electric trucks aren't going to change the industry overnight. Truck drivers will remain essential for the foreseeable future, and it's still far too early to write an obituary for the internal combustion engine. But over time, automation and electrification will make trucking safer, cleaner, and more efficient. And apart from the technology itself, there's also value in the trucking industry having a presence at a place like CES, which was attended by 175,000 technology professionals working in virtually any industry you can imagine. By showcasing transportation as a hotbed for innovation, Trucking can take further steps to shed its outdated image as a technology laggard and maybe even attract some new talent to the industry. We'll continue the conversation about trucking technology in two weeks with a fresh episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.